0: Hey everyone! You're listening to the Connect Church podcast. We hope this sermon inspires you as well as builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Uh, so we've asked these five people to share about hope, what it means to them, uh, some thoughts that they have. So um, if you look, there's a scripture I want to share with you in First Peter chapter three. You can look on the screen here. It's coming. Just wait for it. I think it's before Jessica's name in the slides. It talks about, basically, it talks about being ready to share the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. And so we wanted to have these people be able to share the hope that they have in Jesus Christ, what he's done in them, what he's doing through them, and times when they've seen him work. So we're super excited about it. Jessica's going first. This guy, you may not recognize. I didn't. He's got, like, new glasses, and then, like, his beard's gone. Looks like a whole new guy today, so I'm excited to hear what this guy has to say. So, Jessica, come on up and share with us. Make sure when they're done, we clap lots. Clap lots when they come up here, and clap lots when they're done. Do you want to, like, stand for your Bible? Yeah, maybe. So, when I was practicing
1: this, um, I went over five minutes by a lot, um, and now I'm the first person, so I could take all the time that I want. Um <laughs> Well played. Um, So I was editing this thing um, late last night and didn't have time to um, submit anything for the slide. But I'm just going to read it to you, and then you'll get the gist of it. Um, But I'm going to read from Ecclesiastes 3. And it says um, in verse 1, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Um, And a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, to love, and to hate, for war and for peace. Um, And basically, I just wanted to talk about, like, seasons, and how um, hope works in with seasons. And so, um, I'm going to use the, like, gardening metaphor, and I'm not a gardener. So, have grace for me, Um, and I never grew up on a farm or anything like that. So, um, if my metaphor is flawed, forgive me. But, so there's four seasons um, in life and just, like, the weather and all that stuff. And, like, you know them. I know you do. Um, Spring is, like, a time for new um, hope. ha -ha. And joy, rebirth, and planting. And um, summer is a time for growing and strengthening the seeds and weeding and watering. So, like, um, upkeep. The fall is a time for reaping the harvest and the end result of what was planted. And then winter um, is a time for rest um, in between the start and the finish. Um, It's a time to recover. So um, all throughout these seasons, I believe that there is hope present in some form or or another. In the spring, um, we hope that what we plant will come to harvest. In the summer, there's that expectation that the work that we are putting in will reap a harvest. Um, in the fall, we take in the harvest and we hope that it is bountiful. And in the winter, we hope that new life will come again. So, um, no matter what season that we are in, God's love abides evermore. And um, what I wanted to share, holy, okay. I have not a lot of time. What I want to share is that um, regardless of the season that we are in, um, God does not change. And um, even in the droughts and the storms and the winter seasons, maybe the dry seasons, he's still there and he he doesn't leave us. Um, Briefly, I just had knee surgery um, a few months ago. And um, after surgery, all I wanted to do was run but I couldn't run. And I was in a a time of rest and instructed to rest and be on bed rest and all that fun stuff. It wasn't fun. But um, I now know, now that I'm running, that without the season of rest, I wouldn't be at the point where I could run. So even though um, in the rest time I was restless, um, that, that season and that time of being still is just as important as being able to run. Um, so, right now I am in a season of, of winter and rest, even though I don't want to be. Um, I feel like I have a lot of hopes and dreams and um, heart's desires on my heart, and I want to do them. Um, and so, like, the wrestling in me is like, I, I feel like I just graduated, I did just graduate, but I feel like I need to be out in the world and doing things and and making a change when I'm actually just in a season of rest. I need to recover so that new life will come again. Um, So just to end because I have eight seconds left. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I, a few years ago, um, got this letter. And, uh, a few friends of mine and I, we were doing this thing called listening prayer where you just sit and listen to what God puts on our hearts. And um, one of my friends wrote this letter to me from God. So um, this letter throughout the ups and downs of life has been a, a message of hope to me. I just want to share it with you because I think it's it's pretty powerful. So close your eyes if you want. Let this message from God speak to you. You, I have not forgotten about you. Come. You are beautiful in your weakness and your strength. I have set you apart. Your purpose is to seek me and to seek for me when I seem unreachable, far from your heart. Heart. Do not lose heart. Life again will spring from you, and you will not feel withered, weathered, and forgotten. Your life's worth is not based on your ability to make people happy. Take time to care for your set-apart heart. Allow it to go through things that break you, not so that you may be broken, but so that I may bestow healing. Wholeness. You are my daughter, with whom I am well pleased. You are my son, with whom I am well pleased. With my love, I will calm all your fears. Keep your eyes on me, for mine are always on you.
0: Come. Wasn't that awesome? You know what I loved? Oh, excuse me. Is it
2: okay if I just getting my five for five here. I have a word for you, just as you were, can I share it with you? Close your eyes. No, you close your eyes. This is from the Lord for you. He said, Jess, I'm teaching you to rest because I'm preparing you for my best. So as you wait, just be. Dream, live, and you'll see. This is not a time to cry, but a time to laugh and dance. For my eye and heart are towards you, and my favor is upon you, and you will soar, and you will soar. And you will grow.
0: So good. Was that, did that feel good? Was it nice listening to somebody? It was. It's nice, like, hearing other people share their takes on things, isn't it? All right. Chad. Chad is Chad Joyner. He is the eldest son of Blake and Adrian. He's got his own kids here. And... uh, Sorry, was that part of your hope? Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, my bad. I'm going to give you the mic, and uh, no, listen, this is a guideline. This thing here is a guideline. We don't live and die by the clock, okay? Okay, there you go. All right, Chad Good
3: Morning, everyone. I just want to first, uh, um, hey, look at this. It's not even on, cool. Um, I want to say to my mom, uh, she had asked me many, many times to get up in church and speak, and she's probably thinking right now, why are you agreeing to this now? Well, it's, it's intimidating at five minutes, uh, a little less than it is for like half an hour or 40 minutes. So I agree to do it. Maybe the, the bottom line is Pastor Mom is easier to say no to than Pastor Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. All right. All right. So I, I'm a teacher by day, and so I thought I'd use a couple of big words just to legitimize my profession But I am a music teacher, so things will be completely, totally disorganized. Here we go. Uh, The word hope in today's generation, in my opinion, has colloquially transformed into a word that possesses more elements of uncertainty and improbability than that which the Webster's definition embodies. Uh, It is often used as a contingency for failure. I'll give you a couple examples. One of which is hypothetical, the other one is not. I'll let you figure out which one. Chad, we are really under the gun for getting student marks into the ministry. Can we expect to get your grades by tomorrow morning? Uh, Mr. Administrator, uh, the band had a gig last night. We also have a gig tonight. I don't have a lot of time, but I'm hoping to get them in. I'll do my best. Or, hey, Chad, you going to be able to make our 4 a.m. optional men's only devotional time at Timmy's next Saturday? Hey, Jake. It's my first Saturday off in a long time, so I am available. I hope to be there. I find myself using hope in that way many times, and I know that I've heard it many, many times in life from others. And I think the world, unbelievers, use the word hope as a a synonym for chance, luck, fortune, happenstance, or if the stars line up. Hey, just a couple of FYI's. I was doing a little bit of reading on this, uh, and I always thought, what's the District of Hope? Why is it called Hope? I read all over the place, couldn't find the reason why, but there's a couple of potential theories behind it. Uh, it was set up as a fur trading post in the early 1800s by Hudson Bay, and um, there was, and, and then afterwards, the uh, Fraser uh, River Gold Rush, and there were people hoping to get, strike it rich, but also a Scottish word meaning small enclosed valley. Don't know which one. There you go. Um, I also find, found myself getting a little bit confused between faith and hope. So faith is confidence or... Th- I, this is just some definition somewhere that I thought was pretty good. Faith is confidence or trust in a person or thing or a belief not based on proof and hope is an optimistic attitude of mind based on an expectation or desire. Here's the cool thing that, I, that differentiated it for me. Uh, faith says it is so now and hope says... In the future, it will or could happen. Will is what I like to believe. Uh, although I or we sometimes get caught up in relying on earthly securities, we have a much deeper assurance that allows us to be hopeful. When our earthly safety net fails us, what do we do? We as believers, we turn to God who gives us hope. Um, chance, luck, etc., For the unbeliever, this is to be expected for us as believers. Hope encompasses so much more than just the stars lining up. After really being analytical about what hope meant to me, uh, here's what I've come to realize is my understanding or credo for the word hope. uh, A guide uh, that helps me through my actions. Uh, When Jake asked us a number of weeks ago to come up with our own definition of hope, here's what I came up. State of feeling optimistic regarding future circumstances or events. That was my own take on the word before you even de- uh, had described it for us, Jake. So here's wh- what hope means to me. H, heritage. I come f- I thought this might, this might work. It Go, goes downhill for me. Um, heritage. I come from a rich, rich, godly heritage. Sometimes I find myself saying, God, why couldn't I have experienced something so dramatic in life that I could be so passionate about you. I've come to realize that the Lord has been so gracious and merciful towards me in my life. And has spared me from so many things because of my family's heritage in God. I used to come into my great-grandmother's room. Uh, into her living room. We'd come over on Sundays. She'd be speaking in tongues. We got there. She'd been speaking in tongues for hours. I know it. But we came in. And there was Grandma. Dang it all, speaking in tongues. Uh, H, heritage and history. What is your history? My history is that my family has been committed to the Lord for many, many years in faithfulness. Maybe you're a recent convert. What is your history? Take the time to focus on God's provision and goodness in your life. Draw upon those things to give you hope. Uh, o, I have optimism for my future. I have confidence that the Lord is going to look after me. P, promises. 2 Corinthians says, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. And then an Old Testament scripture that means an awful lot to me. I've been drawing upon the Old Testament recently because it really shows God's true nature of who he is. And I think a lot of times we misunderstand the Old Testament as just being full of laws and rules. So Deuteronomy 5.10 says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on their children to the third and fourth generation, to those who hate me, but showing loving devotion to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Does that not show... The true nature of our God. Yes, there's consequences for things that we do wrong. And I have done that and have been in a position that I have regretted a few times in life. But the true nature of God is he loves us and he wants to show his mercy and grace to us for a thousand generations as opposed to three or four. And then another promise for me, that Joshua stated to the nation of Israel as for me and my house we will serve the Lord e much of our hope of course is in regard to temporal circumstances but a greater degree is for eternity for our families and for our communities and as the world as a whole hope H O P E with God's help and Jesus by our side I have a strong hope that this body of believers can be a part in relaying the greater hope that we have in Jesus beyond earthly securities to those around us to enable them to share in the confidence that knowing Jesus brings to our daily lives and to our eternal future. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, he's yours. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Amen.
0: Did you get something from that if your ears were open I hope you received what the Lord was saying all right next we have uh Miss Amanda Southern coming to come and share with us and I am so excited about this we believe that God will speak through each and every one of us so open your ears we are having church right now this is church so open up your hearts open up your ears we should lower this a little bit so everybody can see your face here I'll give you that
4: Oh, I don't even know where to start. Okay. I,
0: um, <laughs>
4: I texted on my phone, but I was supposed to write it down, and I forgot everything this morning. So I'm just going to go with what I have, and I'm just going to, whatever's going to speak out of me is going to come out. So my name is Amanda. <laughs> I'm a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Okay. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Okay. I'm here today to share my message of hope and a little story of how my life changed from hopelessness to pure love by the grace of God and His mercy. As a child, I grew up in a loving home. Everything seemed normal to me, but I always knew there was something greater and a love much stronger. Trauma hit me as a young girl, trauma that made me feel unsafe, unprotected, unloved. I was stripped away from my self worth. I was right away in the darkness. I started to blame God. <sighs> How could he not protect an innocent child? How could he hurt me like that? Years went by and things didn't change. I lived this way for 20 years, into drug abuse, alcohol abuse, no self-respect or love for myself or those around me. I was in and out of toxic relationships, mentally, emotionally, and physically abusive. I stayed on this path for years. I knew something was not right within me when I tried to take my own life while pregnant with my last boy. I was done with the suffering, the hurt, and the hopelessness. It was then that I knew something in my life had to change. My neighbor one day asked me to go to an outreach. I had no idea what that was. And I actually met Cam at that outreach. And from that day, I met everyone Connect. And I've stayed here ever since, and that was back in April. Um, Things continue to happen in my life today. My father's fighting addiction right now. My parents recently divorced. Um, I'm a single mom to four kids now. Um, But I know all the times I'm like, why is God not moving this mountain for me? He should move it for me. But the whole time I didn't know, he walked with me up over that mountain to the top and over, and I was made new again. Um, So the scripture that I wanted to use was um, Psalms 119. Verse 105, um, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The scripture gives me hope, but it also lets me trust. I find with hope, I have to have trust. It comes hand in hand with me. Hope is letting go and letting God take control, trusting in him to walk the path he has lit up for you. Hope is for something for a positive outcome. I trust in God with every piece of my life, which leaves me with no doubt or worry that if things may not work out the way I envision them, it's because God has something much greater for me. I don't know what else to say. Um, and if you happen to fall, He will pick you up over and over again. I am so excited for, for life today and to see my kids change and to witness them, the, to witness them grow in the light and the love of God's grace. Today, my fears of harm are gone. I am not afraid to raise my children alone, because I know that my Father is helping me every step of the way. Hope is our Heavenly Father, Jesus
0: Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Let me me just say something about Amanda real quick. Amanda... Uh, has been here since April, like she said, and she has been fighting every step of the way. There's been good days. There's been bad days. There's been ups and downs, like she was saying. She didn't know why God wouldn't move these mountains of our life, but God has been there, and she has been moving forward the entire time, and listen, she is a wonderful picture of God's grace and his hope working in somebody's life to bring transformation and life to them, We are so thankful that Amanda is here, so thankful that she would stand up here and share her story with all of us, right, and talk, be vulnerable and say, this is what's happening in my life, this is who I am, and this is how God is working in me. So Amanda, we love you, and we are thankful for you. Ken is by far the youngest person up here, and I don't know how many life experiences he's even had yet at this age in his life, but... We wanted we wanted to give him a chance to try and share something. We wanted to represent all the generations. So, reach deep into that young life of yours, and okay. I'll see what I can. All right, here you go.
5: Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Jake, for the opportunity. Um, I was kind of shocked at, at uh, my relaxed my reluctance to get up and speak today, but. Um, I just felt that uh, with an opportunity to get up and speak uh, to not, I think, would just continue to silence me, which uh, um, I I think I've done that well enough on my own, but um, I'm not a teacher by day, I'm a welder by day and uh, a superhero by night, and uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. I, I do more than weld. But, uh, but you know, I've been brought up in a Christian home and, and uh, have been in the church most of my life. And uh, when I started running in the opposite direction, it took, took a number of years to kind of come back. But I came back with, with a lot of baggage and, and stuff that I couldn't quite shake. And uh, the mercy and the grace of God in my life... Um, has helped and really strengthened me in those areas. And I would have liked to have had it more together while I still had hair, but um, I'm okay with this. So, uh, you know, when I look at the younger people coming up and you see the change in their life, you know, there's the, my encouragement to them would be to, to grab hold of that and not let go, to chase it with, with a tenacity because it's easy to just allow circumstances and, and life to kind of dictate. And uh, uh, I think I've been guilty of that, uh, especially in the work area. But um, Denise gave me a book a while back on Hope by June Hunt. And I read that, just a little short pamphlet. And she said something in there that really uh, I could relate to. Because I'm I'm pretty much all things marine. I'm... You know, I'm not like this. I'm sort of like this. But um, the, um, the thing that she said that struck me is hope is an assured promise. And faith is acting out that promise. Faith is hope put into action. And she used the analogy, um, I've always done better. When I see something done, I can generally do it. And uh, having done it, uh, it becomes simple. But in the area of hope and faith, I haven't done so well. And at times have felt just absolutely hopeless. But I'm in a place where I feel very hopeful. And she gave the analogy of, of hope being uh, an anchor. And I understand anchors, i built them, uh, I deploy them. Uh, I can anchor a boat, but anchoring my life has been uh, more difficult. But the analogy of an anchor being hope, and that boat, when you're out on the water, uh, You're in a precarious place because any number of things can go wrong to to ruin your day. And so you do the best you can with your life, hopefully, to minimize the risks. But faith, when when you anchor that boat, faith is that road, that chain that connects you to your hope. And I started thinking about that because it's easy in a bay where we normally go and it's calm, it's easy. You can lay down and sleep and not much is going to happen. But there's times when the wind turns contrary and you get up in the middle of the night and you can hear the chain snapping in the roller and you know you're, you're up against some wind. And what you do in those circumstances, if need be, is you let out a little more chain and you change the scope of how you're holding on to that anchor, and it bites that much harder and holds you that much better. And uh, sometimes, although it hasn't happened to me, but what you do in a situation where the circumstances get too severe is you start your engine and you put it into gear forward and you just run ahead to ease the tension on that chain to hold your position and I thought about I couldn't find it but I was looking for that scripture about adding to your faith and I believe there's a time when our hope is always in God but there's times you need to put some action to it and often it's maybe removing yourself from circumstances that are dangerous that are unhealthy Thoughts that you can so easily just say no to. Activities that you can walk away from. And uh, like I say, I would have liked to have been a more disciplined man when I was younger. But I'm quite happy being a disciplined man today. And uh, I, for one, can, can attest to the... Faithfulness of God and that he is a secure anchor and we can trust him with everything. And uh, I've put some, I put some wheels in motion. I've sought at times help, which for most of my life I, I struggled alone and in secret. And uh, as a result of that, uh, Denise asked me a year or two back to, or last year, to go to uh, Freedom Sessions, which uh, was was quite a rich experience. And uh, for some reason, we've gone back this year again. And uh, yeah, go figure. But it's an amazing thing that happens when you think you know it all, (laughs) how very little you know of what is actually driving you. What is it? And you start to realize that not all of it's just bad attitude and just bad choices. Some of it's a dynamic that is actually running your life. And uh, God is so merciful. He doesn't break you down and bust you up in the process of turning you around. He embraces you. And He kind of loves you home, you know? And for me, I get real emotional with it because it's. Uh, and He puts people around you. I mean, I've got a very tenacious wife. Um, and I'm Norwegian, so it takes a tenacious woman uh, to break through this stubborn. Uh, know-it-all facade and uh, I'm very thankful today for all that God has done and is doing and I just would encourage any of you to To not allow circumstances To ever hold you back step over them and keep moving on Uh,
0: In our in our leadership school Uh, On Tuesday nights, we've been talking about context of the Word and how important it is to make sure when you're reading the Word of God, you keep things in context. And what I loved about what Ken was talking about was he was bringing context to the purpose and use of an anchor. And it really brings that imagery in where you can understand what the job of an anchor is and how our hope and our faith are anchors for our lives. I just love hearing so far what everybody has said. It's been so different but so rich and so great. Hasn't it? All right, Tasha's our last one who's gonna come up here and she's got it written out on a piece of paper and it's gonna be amazing.
2: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Good morning, family. Um, Okay, so when I was asked to speak on hope and what that might look like in my life, um, I knew right away what part of my story to tell. Um, and that's my journey to motherhood. Um, it's been long and painful. Um, there's been so many moments over planning this um, that have stuck out. I mean, it's hard to pick just which ones, but um, you know, to explain how hope um, has continued to hold its place in my heart, even when fear and disappointment and grief um, and pain have threatened to overcome. Um, you know, it's taken 18 years for my greatest blessing to finally be in my arms. The wait for her and those that may still join our family have been both my greatest battle and my greatest victory, not because of what I've done at all, um, but because God is super faithful. Um, so many times along this journey, I'd begin to question why. Why it's so long, God? Why them and not me? Why is this so hard? Why is this so painful? Um, why so much heartache? I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and time and time again, as I spent time in worship and the Word, the Lord would remind me of his promises. Um, in Psalm thirty-three eighteen, 18, and then in verse 20 and 22, um, the Passion Translation says, The eyes of the Lord are upon even the weakest worshippers who love him. Those who wait in hope and expectation for the strong, steady love of God the Lord alone is our radiant hope, and we trust in him with all our hearts. His wraparound presence strengthens us. And as we trust, we rejoice with an uncontained joy. Um, ooh, i got to stop. i got to breathe. <laughs> um, and it says, let your love and steadfast kindness overshadow us continually, for we trust and wait upon you. So many times I wanted to just give up. When I would cry, this is just too hard. I couldn't go through it anymore. Um, and I'd say, just take away this longing, God. I don't want this anymore. Um, but I'm so thankful that in the hope never really left, and he never really took away those desires. Um, you know, we serve a really big God. Um, his love and his presence covers us, even in the darkness. Um, and even in that despair and hopelessness, it can never really overcome us because he's light. And even in that little bit of light, it dispels all that darkness. Um, I'm so thankful that in my hardest moments, I've known that my confidence has to be in who God is, and that he knows my story all the way through, <laughs> not just the chapters I've lived already, and the things I can see. He knows, he knows it all. Um, and We can't always see the road before us, and I can't even say in hindsight that I understand why I had to go through all the things I had to go through to get here. Um, some of those moments are really, really painful. Um, but I can say with total assurance, that the Lord has proven himself over and over and over again. It's so important to remember his faithfulness and even the day-to-day stuff um, because when life's crushing blows happen and they do to all of us, um, we can hold fast to the truth of who God is. My God is a good and loving father. He doesn't fail. He keeps his promises. He's trustworthy. He's faithful. He's our hope. We all go through seasons And often our winter is way longer and way harder than we want. Um, Don't give up. Don't give up. Joel 2.23 says, Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord your God, where the rain he sends demonstrates his faithfulness. Um, Eventually all of our winter seasons turn to spring, and there's great hope in that. Um, Just these last few months as we've begun to see our way out of barrenness, Um, My beautiful daughter, Harmony, is the biggest reminder of the Lord's faithfulness. Um, To say I am blessed feels so cliche, Um, and yet I can't begin to explain how many ways this amazing little life has changed so much. I'm so thankful that the Lord has never allowed us to give up hope, even when we really wanted to throw in the towel. Um, That even today, when I get worried that things aren't going exactly how I thought or planned, He's so much bigger than my fear. Me so much bigger than my circumstances. So today I say to you, don't lose hope, don't give up, miracles happen.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. We wanna to encourage you to take what you just heard and let it go deeply in your heart to allow Jesus to do the deep work that only he can do. We also wanna encourage you to be a part of what's going on here at Connect. Head over to connectchurch.ca to find out how.